Hey everyone, this is Mukul and this is Swapnil. Welcome to Going Slow Podcast, where we discuss our product journeys and also have casual discussions around life, universe and everything in between. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 17 of Going Slow Podcast. Hey Swapnil, how's your last two weeks? I think we are doing this episode after two weeks gap, I think. Yeah, man. Long time, but yeah, never miss twice is the golden advice we are following. So I hope we will be back on track from this time on. And yeah, it was good. Last weeks I've been traveling a bit and then I came back home for Godi. So yeah, now I'm again thinking of going back either just exploring which city to go, either Delhi or Mumbai. Where did you go? Were you traveling for work related things or? Just to explore. Just as a trip. So I went to Northeast. I was in Guwahati, Shillong. And then I was in Rishikesh for a week. Oh, nice. Did you go to college? No, man. I did not have any college friends with me at that time. So I I skipped that. But yeah, I would love to have, I'd have to go with some college folks. Otherwise, it's like, there's nostalgia, but if you are the only one feeling it, I don't like that. And I want, okay, there should be more people and then we trip on it together. <laughs> got, it, got it. Was it solo or was it with a group? Like Yeah, it was with a bunch of friends. Oh, that sounds great. I thought uh, like uh, there was some wedding that you had to attend. That's why we couldn't record <laughs> in last, last week. Yeah, yeah. That sort of got postponed. So what happened was this person, mm-hmm. this friend, he, he shared the dates and everyone in the group assumed it was March. Okay. <laughs> and I think one person booked as well and two of us were booking and then someone posted in the group, Ki, bro, it is in April, not March. I'm like, what is this confusion, man? But no, it's so funny. And then we sort of both got the ask, okay, this is something you should like be very clear on. Okay, these are the dates and all. But yeah, so that is in April. So yeah, have to travel for that in April. But yeah, right now it was mostly exploring without any agenda. Interesting. It sounds good. Like, that is like <laughs> weirdest, I would say, thing. Like he might not have noticed at all, like <laughs> that he that everyone will book ticket for this month. Yeah, so so you That's are creating crazy. a WhatsApp group, you are telling here are the dates and then <laughs> like people are going to assume if it's doing that in March and if you're not providing if people assume things, right? So it's just an example of bad UX. I would say. <laughs> yeah. So how do you manage work in such scenarios? Like, do you like assign some hours of day or do you say like for this day I'll work and then for next few days I'll like handle only important things or something like that? Yeah. So it's been hard. Honestly, I have not figured that out yet. Uh, still experimenting. Mm. I feel like I was only able to do the important part and and like in the last few days when I got back, that is when I sort of picked up 
on the other things and just catching up on the other tasks. But yeah, like ideally, I want to be at a place where it, I am able to manage both work and travel at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm very curious about this question because I'm in the same boat now. So, uh, like, I'm figuring that part out. So, uh, that is definitely tricky. But, yeah, but I think it's important. Once you figure it out, then I think it would be streamlined and super smooth. Yeah, so tell me about you. You have recently moved, right? How long it has been? How are things? Yeah, so I'm... I tra- started traveling last week. So my flight was from Delhi to Paris. So I was in Paris. I reached Paris on 16th and I was there for one day. And then I had my flight to Lisbon, Portugal. So yeah, it has been, with, I would say, amazing experience so far. Definitely in terms of experience with respect to like a solo trip. Like whether I, I was not sure whether it would work or not and stuff. And it has worked well so far. And I would say I'm trying to find the right balance between work and travel. So I'm now like making some, I would say, rules for myself that, hey, like work for some time and then travel or work one day or travel next day, something like those. So basically this next week, I'm going to travel a lot because one of my friend has joined me and he is free from tomorrow. So I'm planning now I'll work on Sunday today. And then for the next week, I'll just manage the small things and travel as much as I can. So, yeah, I mean, it has been good balance. But Lisbon is amazing, to be honest. Like, it's one of those, I mean, of all the places I've been, this place is one of the most affordable, beautiful. And I mean, it's like, if you, uh, I've been here for like two, three days, but I can see that here, the balance of work and life and the quality of life is much higher and good. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really nice in terms of like how things are organized. I mean, like how, the beautiful views, like the, there is a beach nearby where there is a nice area to walk. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really... I would say I'm just now I have made a rule for myself that I'll explore like one new thing a day like it whether it be like food whether it be like a new place whether it be like something new so that I'll just do one small thing every day for whatever duration I'm here so yeah I mean it's good so far nice nice and how how's the place where you're staying how did you find it so this so this is airbnb i have booked for because i'm with a friend mm-hmm. right now and so we have booked an airbnb but in the future i want to book hostels because it helps a, i mean like it helps a lot in socializing like for example meet new interesting people like i stayed in paris for one day and i stayed in a hostel and i met few people who were like oh like you're doing like different interesting things <laughs> and i was like whoa <laughs> so that's like i would say one of the best parts of solo traveling or traveling that you get to meet people who like raises your perspective right and also like it's fun to, i would say like if i am staying alone for a long time it wouldn't be sustainable then i would get bored or feel that lonely feeling will creep in and so but 
if I'm in a hostel, then it's easy to meet up people, have some plans. And so it turns into a very good experience. Right. So, I think the planning yeah. bit is very true. Like I am a very lazy planner. So <laughs> being in a hostel helps me in that regard that someone would be making plans and I can just tag along with that. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to plan too. Like, because that's like one of the, I would say best and worst part of solo traveling that you have to push yourself because if you are not pushing yourself, you can stay at same place for a long duration of time. So sometimes you have to say, Oh, like let's, let's push yourself out of that comfort zone. Let's, let's do this. Let's do that. So like day before yesterday, I was not so I was not sure what, what should I do at uh, on Friday night. So I was not sure what, where should I go because I was solo that time. So I just checked, like there was an Airbnb experience of uh, Lisbon pop crawl. Mm. So when I went there, booked it and I went there, I was like, oh, like everyone was in big groups and I was solo and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> whether I would be able to enjoy it or not. But 15 minutes in, I was able to talk to a lot of people, like, and they were very open about it. They were like, I mean, it was very inclusive. Like they, they made everything fun. So they were like, there was like, so yeah, I mean, it was so the socializing part. And I would say make that, made that experience a lot, lot, lot better. So yeah. Uh, so that's what. I'm thinking of like try out different experiences and such like try out some like pop crawls try out cycling to go to hostels stay in hostels so something like this so this thing that you talked about like being a solo traveler is very similar to life without a job so either if you're freelancing or if you are running something of your own so basically when you're your own boss there are both pros and cons to it and they're exactly the same. Crew is that you are your own boss. The con is also the same that you have to decide your direction and inaction can be, can lead you to stagnation. So basically you have to decide and keep moving at some pace that you want. But do you have to decide? Yeah. Oh, not. <laughs> I haven't thought of it that way, but yeah, totally. 100% agree. Like now that I think of like, because... It's like managing the business and stuff because no one is going to tell you what to do. Yeah. And if something goes wrong, no one is going to <laughs> come and like magically help you it's fix everything. that. So there were a few things which went wrong last week and I was like, fuck. And <laughs> then I had to just like figure things out like as best as I can. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I think the analogy is perfect perfect with respect to that like you just don't know like you just have to figure things out and you have to be ready to figure things out like you have to take bets and just explore <laughs> yeah so how long do you plan to be here like do you have a timeline or i have rough neri not like exact so it was difficult to plan because it's such a long duration i'm planning like i should stay at least two months so I'll stay in Lisbon for some days. Then, so this is like capital of Portugal, Lisbon. But there are other cities too, which are very famous, north of Lisbon and south of Lisbon. So I'll just go there and then 
once i explore like the northern and southern part of lisbon then i'll go to spain side so i'm not planning to travel like more than two countries mostly portugal and spain almost like one month one month and in spain i'm not sure like what i'm going to do i'm definitely going to go to barcelona and madrid but exact dates are not sure because barcelona i want to go at the end and not at the start so it's like before that i have to figure out what i have to do or what other places i should visit but it's really it's nice like it so i would say my second solo trip so my first solo trip was to turkey but it was for two weeks so this is like i would say longest but when i did my turkey solo trip there was a little bit of language barrier in turkey okay so someone recommended a place and i was like let's go there and i went there it was far from like main city like a small town but beach town and when i went there i realized that that like within like 5 km radius no one was speaking english oh. like no one understand english no one speaks english and and i'm there like full to indian guy <laughs> who doesn't speak anything other than english it sounds super scary just keywords just keywords like i just i was just saying keywords or pointing at things <laughs> and uh, those kind of experiences i would say it's not here like people understand english and there are a lot of tourists i would say here the first thing that comes to my mind when i hear speed is z and mt <laughs> Do you plan yeah. activities of those types? I have uh, now uh, accepted that I cannot do skydive. Like I'm just too scared to do that thing uh, because I, I had chance. But in the past, but I was like, I read all the fine prints that it's safer. It's safer. It's safe. It's safe. It's safe. But I have realized that I'm just too scared to do that. But I'll try to do scuba. like that that's that, that sounds that looked really 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 safe it's a nice <laughs> so yeah that looked really nice so the most of i would say like your or my friend would be in usa right like so i wish few of them relocate here <laughs> so that many could tag along but i think i don't know how but many of them are like in us and not in europe Yeah. So I'm just figuring out like strategies like uh, like hostels and stuff. So I'll I mean th- that's what like I'll be able to know like how it goes in the future. <laughs> right, right. So whether it be fun or yeah. So like two week when I did like two week trip it was very short so it's like you're just traveling and those two weeks gets over. So it's like now it's like two two and a half months. So now there's enough times, and I don't. Then I I think I'll know that whether this digital nomad lifestyle is for me or not. Like right. specifically, whether I can travel solo or not, whether I'll feel lonely or not, mm-hmm. whether how much social interactions I need and stuff. All those things I think it's just sad, but I think I'll be able to figure out in next few. I, I'm weeks. very interested in knowing what are the incremental returns on travel like. does it diminish after a point or will you be still be excited to travel you know two months into it yeah i think i'll be able to answer that after two months i <laughs> yeah it's most experiencing i would say different culture to be honest like it's very different like and when i 
went to turkey last time that was like one of the first thing i experienced it's a very unique culture because it's a mix of i would say european plus islam so it's a very unique culture they have there and portugal lisbon is a different unique culture paris was a different culture so i'm a little bit like would like to try places to just to see like what different cultures they have it's mostly like what you don't know you don't know right so it's like when we go to those places then we realize oh like things are a little bit different here like <laughs> not many <laughs> in terms of like work to like not many people like for example if you go to bangalore everyone is like work centric mm-hmm. if you go to a if you would say within first five like lines of conversations everyone will ask what do you work on <laughs> so the conversations i would say like differs in different countries and all those things so something i liked in the past and i'm currently trying to experience that same here yeah i mean there are few places i really really want to go in the future just to experience the whole different culture because i think like like this is like a european culture us has a different culture australia has a different culture I think Tokyo had has a very different culture so that is one of those places I want to visit next year or by the end of this year something like that. Japan is something I am also very interested to explore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just because uh, like I have been following a lot of animes and manga. I <laughs> 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 like uh, that would be one of those places so I would be very excited to go to. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know that the culture is different because of all of, of all the stuff that we have consumed so yeah yeah japan and south korea i think those two places has very unique culture but are very, really really nice that's what i have heard but i think that's like a very very into the future now i'm just living in the present to <laughs> yeah yeah it's lots lots of hey, what you would like to do like solo travel for long duration in the future i, I want to try definitely Um, just to see whether I like it. I, I, right now, I don't know whether I like it or not, especially for a longer duration. Mm-hmm. So right now, I have a nice little stretch because Holi has just passed and there's a lot of time before Diwali. So yeah, Diwali, we have to come back to home. But before that, I have yeah. a nice long stretch of time. where i can test this out just travel and see whether i like it or not before that i need to figure out the work coordination part because yeah right now i'm not at a place where i can handle both things together because either i'm in fun mode or i don't know yeah. it, it's just the vibe of a new place which makes it a bit difficult to work for a longer period i can do the important the urgent stuff it takes 30 minutes one hour and that is something i can do but i haven't been able to like maybe work let's say 3 4 hours in a day when i'm out traveling yet yeah but i uh, personally i feel like if you're working personally i feel 3 4 hours deep work is more than enough for a day yeah other than after that it's like <laughs> after yeah, that, that it's that mostly is, just that is my working style as well i work like four hours a day <laughs> because like yeah, i'm saying so, the returns are not not so great yeah definitely like that is one of those questions i think i'm not just me me and uh, my co-founder tarun we are currently figuring out because 
now not only we are just traveling because last year we traveled to like i traveled to go and was working from there it was easier because it was in the same time zone so now we are in different time zone so there is like six hour difference so he is also going to travel and he is traveling east so the time zone <laughs> difference is going to increase like six right. to eight hours or something like that so i would say like currently we are just figuring out like what would be the best way to like have that balance like that it i mean ideally the perfect scenario is like it would not it should not hamper our productivity and whatever we are doing we should do at the same rate of rate of speed but i'm pretty sure it would change a bit so that's what we are trying to find that perfect nice balance and and also like because we don't want to like stop to like we want to like travel and all because that's what that is one of those reasons we started <laughs> doing this and we have an opportunity to do that so why not so yeah i mean i think as you mentioned like it's mostly like figuring things out now like and i think for, for in your case like once you even if you plan like lot of it but once you go do that a long solo travel things will change and you will get better <laughs> i would say practice yeah yeah that will be like in real that's how it, and it, it, would, it would be so perfect yeah yeah so yeah. when you were here so basically when you both were in the same time zone how much time were you on a sync like meeting or like how much time did you spend in sync working in sync to be honest with not in sync as such like uh, it's uh, there were no mandatory calls like mm-hmm. the, our calendars if you see they are empty like full empty and from <laughs> morning to evening it's empty and just sometimes if there are any customer calls we take it that's it like i would say like by in a day we have two to three customer calls that's it like 15 minute calls other than that we do not have any cal- or calendar like full days i would say like empty stuff so what what we used to do like the best part in same time zone is like you can call any time so for example if i'm starting to work like generally we used to start work around 12 pm india time so and during that time we could just connect for 15 minutes hey are there any so some set of questions we have ready automatically in our mind that hey is there any support thing we have to do hey those support things we had to do what should we do like when should we release it and all and third what should we work on next and once we have some i would say some tasks like we have clear distinction between tasks who is going to do what and once we have those things ready we don't stay in call then we disconnect we do that work and then push it and then basically release it it's mostly like for example if there is some overlap like for example i'm doing something and he's doing something and both you know has dependency on each other in that case we stay on call for like that till it gets resolved so something like that i would say it's mostly i would say like for example in now i have to check like his time like whether when when can i call him or for example the main difference i would say is not with respect to that it is with respect to so i used to work we both used to work from 12 pm there so now his 12 pm becomes my 6 am so and my 12 pm becomes his 6 pm okay. so it's like my work timings does not match with his work timings so i would say that is kind of a i would say a problem we are trying to figure out it has not been an issue in like last few days 
but that is something we want to figure out like how we can like optimize and maximize it like max- like uh, at least we should know what we have to do and so we just divide those tasks and we do it in a sync way and connect some time and just go over those points that is like one of those things we are trying to do but yeah i mean that point like that work time and relax time that is something i th- i think it has not been an issue in last 2 3 days but we are trying to figure out next so like working in different time zones is the ultimate test of remote first <laughs> yeah i guess remote first plus i think remote async async remote kind of thing right like mm, i mean many companies are remote but they are not async remote so async remote is the real deal remote first is okay remote first is like for example many companies like one of my previous companies got remote first and they had like afternoon loads of call <laughs> then what's the point of like remote first if you have like 5 hours of call every day right right yeah yeah i agree about us so like we have a team member working from paris and initially we also <laughs> had some it's sort of a mindset shift wherein you have to document more to know that if there's a meeting happening in india time that person won't be able to attend and vice versa as well if it is something like 9 pm india time that most of the team members from india will attend because <laughs> it's too late for them so yeah it just sort of made us document mode and i'm still figuring things on the way yeah yeah same 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 and personally we don't like we get on a call quite often regarding work but generally we just try to message like if it can be done via message then do it via message <laughs> then something like that so, yeah i think like i hate but definitely things like if someone if someone tells me or if i know that there's a task to be done i can do it on my own time but if anyone tells or asks me to okay yeah. do it in the next 5 minutes i get very uneasy about it i'm like this this feels i don't know uneasy <laughs> yeah and it gets irritating when sometimes like for example it's because of their deadlines that you have to push and i'm like you didn't do your work right <laughs> and you're now depending on me i do not have any sympathy for this and i do not want to do it <laughs> like it's like a ticker for me that thing when yeah pet peeve yeah pet peeve yeah <laughs> it's like when due to some other reasons like someone pushes it but the pushing is due to because their dependency was on it like uh, so do you how do you document a lot like do you document every meeting or do you document like um, certain things you want to do in a day or something like that yeah so we have both we have task lists for every team member also it is visible mm. to everyone so that if someone has more bandwidth they can take things off someone's plate we don't have a dependency on something like this particular task can only be done by this particular member one can do everything and we have an initial assignment of tasks okay. but everyone is same basically. yeah everyone is same yeah there is no there is no differences because i think in an early stage everyone is a generalist so we don't have dedicated people for dedicated things and it also helps us it's a win win i feel on their side they get to learn and work on a bunch of domains and from my side there's less dependency so this this is not a single point of failure right let's say someone Mm-hmm. catches cold or something it's not that we stop doing work so yeah task list 
Hey, and then yeah, we also document meetings like a brief MOM, just yeah, like points in brief on what decisions were taken in this meeting, so that at least we know he we took that consciously. Of course, we can hmm. change them down the line, but someone who did not attend can just see that section and get a decent idea. We don't write like full sentences. It's not like a blog post wherein. Just key points, yeah. Just key points. At the end of the day, everything is about ROI, right? <laughs> in life, yeah. in business, in everything, everything is about the ROI. So yeah, just write enough that anyone reading can get some context and just see what things were talked about. And if there's some confusion, they can always clear that in the next next sync meeting. Got it. Yeah, I mean that's really nice. Like, really like the point regarding single point of failure because in startup, I would say in small teams, that is like one of the their major issue. I would say, like for example, for us too, we are like single point of failures <laughs> because we handle like we have clear distinction between our work. So, for example, I was traveling one day a few like few days back. Like it was a long like nine hours flight. And so, and there was something which was not working for a customer, and, and it was dependent on me. So I was the single point of failure during that time. But I think it's nice. It's nice that you're already doing that. <laughs> and it's uh, in our case, we cannot do it as of now. But we'll see. Yes, in the future. But that definitely feels like the right and perfect way to do. Yeah, I think that also gives you more optionality, right? It's like ensuring yourself it's like protecting yourself against unknown events so yeah yeah if something bad happens you'll have to play catch up and yeah it's a bad place to be yeah, that's what something i've picked yeah working in big companies is that they always have backups and backups of backups <laughs> yeah there's a lot of reason i mean they can afford it they can afford it <laughs> i think do yeah, that. i think that is, that is definitely true also, like in our case as well, for this initial eight to nine months, I was the single point of failure. If I am sick, then you know nothing gets done. So yeah, I mean, with time we have team members coming in. But yeah, so I'm saying uh, in my, one of my first teams where I started work, so we had our servers deployed in multiple availability zones, and that was like pure redundancy. We had total of 500 servers uh, in three different zones and we could easily remove 166 of them without any performance impact or any customer impact. They were just there because we wanted to have redundancy. In case any single data center goes down, we didn't mm -hmm. want to affect the users. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a key learning from there. We need to have backups. Backups of backups, wherever possible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, on that scale, it's fine to spend more. On startup too, you can spend a bit more to have that kind of safety. But yeah, definitely, I understand it. it, it they're like, it's okay, it's okay. We can burn money, but we need like, because if something goes wrong, then like everything, I mean, it's for big companies, it's like direct news comes out regarding <laughs> them and media articles come <laughs> Uh, yeah, totally, uh, totally understand. Like, it's like wasting money, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we, we're putting money for peace of mind. Yeah, 
but i feel one con of that in big companies is like people are too scared to make any change by that what i mean so i have observed it in my previous company it was a huge company where they have a lot of i would say legacy product if it i think in nowadays if it's like le- greater than 1 year or 2 year old it becomes a legacy product with all the <laughs> tech things growing at this rate right? so they have some legacy products and stuff and few come and say hey let's why are we doing this why are we not doing it that way and stuff the answer is because it's working right now so <laughs> even if it's not like there are a lot of things i would say like uh, because they don't want to change because it's working right now and if you try to optimize it and go it with a different way they just don't want to take that risk why to mm, change why change things if it is working okay all those things but i just can make it i just say it is also work. about the reward as well right so it's also about whatever optimization you are suggesting is that like a 1.1x improvement or is it like a 10x improvement so if you show them then there is a huge upside to it i think then that makes the case easier to sort of just give it a shot but anything below a certain impact it's very hard to sell just because the downside is far more chances of things going wrong is more than any the expected upside is going to be so wait i think everything comes down to roi right <laughs> whatever you're doing yeah. but I, can i be honest like i feel the incentivization model in this big company suck like sucks it sucks <laughs> like i'll give you an example i'll give you a funny scenario like why it sucks if if product manager like there are like product managers there are development teams there are multiple development teams working on the same projects and all those things so product manager will come in and say hey this is a project we want to release it in a month engineering thing will be like oh it will not take a month it will take two months <laughs> then manager will say how can i release it in one month then engineering team will be like okay we'll put it in next two sprints so then they try to build some hacky mvp version in one month and release it so that's like first incentivization they get that oh you have basically respected the deadline and you have released the project within the deadlines but that project is janky slow bugs has lot of bugs it's slow so what is done basically you create a jira for all those bugs and put it in the next sprint yeah. so you put those into the next sprint and then you fix those and you basically improve some speed because that was like a mvp version now you are releasing like the actual version so you are improve the speed so what happens in next 60 days in next 30 days, you show it to the manager that day there is like 100% increase in speed or right. oh, efficiency which oh, didn't happen there in the first place um, yeah. Got... <laughs> yeah i i completely so you got two incentives oh man this thing hit home hard i was actually talking about this with someone earlier today and exactly this we are discussing that it's easier to sell a cure than a precaution so if you yeah it, yeah i, I, mean, yeah, I think it it is a cure to be honest what what i now it incentivizes a lot now consider the second scenario for example if you are done everything perfectly within 30 days like if you are 100% if it's like a perfect software you have built within with zero bugs in 30 days 
that's like one incentivization you will get one bonus you will get one thing your impact will be forgotten in, by the end of next month but if the problem continues persists and you are fixing it all the time it has higher value <laughs> yeah so that's like i would say funny i found it really funny yeah <laughs> i think it is called the what good hearts measure or something which is a real actual for there is a term for this like what good hearts measure yeah. so i think that it's a good good hearts law which says that whenever a measure becomes a target it ceases to be a good measure so now in big companies the measure is that how many things you are releasing and what improvements you are making so as soon as you fix yeah. that okay an improvement is the measure that you will be validated on then it stops being a good measure because then you are incentivized in all the wrong ways that okay let's make the baseline bad <laughs> then let's keep on increasing or shipping incremental updates and show that okay you are improving things every month or every week yeah i just remember a very good example so there let me pull it up whatever was the incentive that went wrong i think it was in india only so what happened it ha it is called the cobra effect so what happened was that government launched incentive that so there were a lot of cobras in the wild in the city and the indian government i think it was in delhi they offered a bounty for every dead cobra so initially it was a success but <laughs> long term what started happening was people began to breed cobras <laughs> and yeah. that sort of yeah that and then the government became aware of this and then the program was stopped by the <laughs> but <laughs> the, so but when the program was stopped then the breeders basically the cobra breeders then those cobras became worthless and then those people just set out them into the wild again and then the problem was like worse <laughs> compared to what they started off with <laughs> so yeah, incentives uh, run the world man it's like you get the incentives right uh, you are going <laughs> story of capitalism eh? <laughs> really true it's like perfect story for capitalism but totally agree same happened with the Hacktoberfest as well right do you follow Hacktoberfest they offer t-shirts it's it's something digital organizers right and they've taken part in it but yeah so every october they run a sort of a challenge wherein every participant who submits four or more pull request to any public repository they get like a free t-shirt from github and digital ocean and what started happening was um, people started making like bogus pull request they will just change the case of the title of the project and make a pull request they will add a space somewhere make a pull request so like not meaningful pull requests because the measure was that you need to have four four pull requests and you'll get a t-shirt so yeah as soon as you make something a measure it stops being a good measure
that is interesting i'll remember this good hearts law i totally agree with this because in my previous company there was a rule for i think developers that there should be two commits per day and i used to found that rule so oh dumb that <laughs> like why why <laughs> why would you need certain, certain such kind of like it's a it was a measure to it was a rule to measure some developer velocity or something like that and that velocity term i hated so i was like maybe maybe in in the larger scheme of things because it it has like more than 1000 engineers and developers so i think in the larger bigger picture it might have made sense because at after certain scales everything becomes numbers so i understand the logic but i would say on a personal level i used to didn't like it so because i think like for example if you are a 10% startup you will not do this thing but if you are like 200% startup or 500 or 1000 then you will do this like i i think the problem is like after certain point of time things just became numbers like the identity get lost thing you will just be like like for example everything will be a design in terms of like quantitative basis like what percentage of it what ratio of it what number does it support then uniqueness and numbers does like quality doesn't like make sense like every for every thing once a organization gets big they need some certain numbers to measure quality and they will come up with some unique formula of their own so i don't think they it might not be their fault but it on a personal level it just sucks <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That is like a very bad two commits a day. That is, it's it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's funny. I I I used to like I was like, oh okay. <laughs> Then like the one you have mentioned, right? Like you create like empty pull request and such. Like let's just create two empty commits. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you intentionally put a bug, and then you fix it in your next pull request. But what if you forget to fix the yeah. bug, right? Like that is a real cost. Yeah, you, you, you just got your next bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember one more such incentive gone wrong. I think this was the book Sapiens. So I think in the I think in Java or somewhere there was some expedition going on, and they the the people who went there for that they put out an incentive for the locals that they will get. Ten cents for every bone, every human bone that they find. So they are excavating, and they are also asking locals to do that so that it speeds their task. What ended up happening was people who found the larger bones they broke it into multiple pieces, and then they oh, <laughs> then they sort of you know submitted it and. <laughs> ครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับคร
Yeah, it's almost 53 minutes. Yeah, how big is that too? Let it out, but yeah, still, I think one of the longest episodes you have. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, I'll send you a link on that incentives. One other thing, find more examples. There. Yeah, all right. Yeah, well, we folks, can add it to the show notes too. Yeah, yeah. awesome. All right, folks. So, yeah, that was all for today. And if you like something, let us know via tagging us on Twitter. Or if you had some any feedback or any suggestions, feel free to DM us as well with that. And yeah, see you next time. Until then, stay curious and don't forget to have fun.